Welcome to Activate Church Podcast and thanks for listening. We hope this message helps you and we pray that God speaks to you through this week's message. The title of my message is Watch Out. And you will straight away think, for what? But let's pray and let's ask the Holy Spirit to actually speak to us tonight. Amen? Amen. Lord, we thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you for this great privilege that we have to listen to what you have to say. Lord, we thank you because you love us as we are and you want us to grow more and more in you. Lord, I pray that your word does exactly what it came for in our hearts. Open our hearts, open our ears, our mind. Lord, we pray that you will do your work in us as we listen to what you have to say. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said? Good. All right, so watch out. I'm so glad to be here. Have I said that before? How many do we have teenagers in the room? Just one, two, three. Okay. Good. Four, five. All right. I'll tell you why I asked this question later. So watch out. You see, if we look around us, there are many, many, many signals that are being thrown at us in terms of look at this, look at that, that's the standard, that's how we do things. Am I right? So for those of you who work in marketing, throwing signals is what actually marketing is supposed to do. And the reason why we throw signals is to capture the audience. Now, the enemy, and how many of you know that we have an enemy? He does exactly the same thing. He throws things at us. He manipulates situations and people to come against us. And this is why it is important for us to understand the signals, but more so the strategy of the enemy. Because if we don't, we won't be able to respond appropriately. Let's read a verse in Ephesians 6:11 that says this: "Put on all of the armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil." You see, we have to understand that our enemy does not sleep. We have to understand that our enemy tries 24/7 everything he can to destroy, to kill, to rob, to make us feel bad. He tries it all. And sometimes we are not even aware of it. Or sometimes we don't even realize. But let me tell you guys that today, He is preparing all sorts of things for you to not have the blessing that God has for you. He has a strategy in place. And not even one Not two, not three, but many. And we as young people, or we as Christians, and no matter the age, we need to be aware that we have an enemy that is not sleeping. That's why we need the armor of God to be able to stand firm. Because if we don't have the armor, and if we don't understand the way he works, we won't be able 
to fight. And I wasn't planning to do this, but I'm just going to do something out of the norm. I need one scarf. No matter what. Just, yeah, that one there. And I need one volunteer man as well. Okay, Cam, you come in here. Here we go. Can you put this around your eyes and then blindfold yourself? All right, so I just wanted to show you practically what it looks like when we have no idea how to fight the enemy. All right, can you see me? Uh, no. Good. Now, just follow me. Follow, follow, don't worry. I won't let you fall. Stop. Now, I w I'm stepping three to four steps away from you, and I'm going to ask you to start defending yourself because I will attack you. Are you ready? I've never been ready. Go. You ready? Uh, yeah. Okay. Here you go. Come on, defend yourself. Okay, give it up for Cam. Thank you, Cam. Now, as I said, I wasn't planning that, but I thought it was a great idea. Now, what's the lesson to learn from? If we don't see, we are not able to defend ourselves. We can try to stand, we can try to defend ourselves, but if we don't see, it will be very, very hard to stand firm. Now, I was attacking him and very lightly, but imagine someone which is really coming to hurt you, how you would end up by the end of the ring or by the end of the fight. And this is why it's important to understand and we need to understand the strategies of the enemy. Now, I, I used to, back in my younger age, I used to do quite a lot of uh, fighting sports, such as jiu-jitsu, MMA, and so on. Now, all the coaches that I had in competition and non-competitions, they, they would all agree on one thing, that you, will, you need to know the strategy of your opponent. Because if you don't, you will have a hard time on the ring. Now, we used to watch their fights. I used to watch fights of my opponents before I would actually step into the ring. We would strategize, okay, what is his weak spot? How does he defend up in the air and down below on his legs? We used to strategize to actually be able to prepare for the fight. And it's exactly the same in our Christian life. We need to understand the strategies of the enemy. So the question is tonight, what are the strategies of the enemy? How many of you would like to know? Because if we know, we know how to defend ourselves. And let me say that. The first strategy that he will try is to tire you out. He will try to tire you out. The second one is he will make you stop. And the third one is he will dry you out. And to finish it all off in a KO in your third round, 
or fourth round, he will immobilize you. So if, I, when once I will leave that, that door, and you will go home, and you will go through your next week, if there is something I would love you to remember of all this, remember what you have seen with Cam. If we are blindfolded because we don't know the strategy, we won't be able to defend ourselves. If there is one thing I would love you to remember is exactly that. Because the enemy has a strategy to tire you out, to make you stop, to dry you out, and at the end to immobilize you. So how does he try to tire you out? It's easy. He will make you run. He will try to make you run in circles over and over and over and over. And you know when we usually run in circles? When he has managed to rob us from our time. When he has managed to steal our time, we will be running around because we will have no time for no one and nobody. We will have no time for God. We will have no time for our daily devotions. We have no time to hear what He has to say to us. We have no time to read the Bible. We have no time to come to church. We have no time to be invested in church. We have no time for our family. We have no time for our friends. And so on and on and on. And He will try to tire you out by just simply stealing your time. Because once he has managed to take away your time, you will literally have no time. And how many of you have already had the experience? You ask somebody, hey, how are you? Oh, man, I'm busy. Oh, man, I'm busy. I did not ask if you are busy or not. I asked, how are you? I'm busy. I'm busy. Huh? Anyone the experience? And then you wonder why they are tired. And then you wonder why they have time for nobody. It's like worse than having a, a meeting with the prime minister. He's never there. Will take ages till you get to him. Oh, I'm busy. Oh, I'm doing this. Oh, I'm doing that. If the enemy manages to take your time, that's it. Then you will be running around in circles more and more. And you know, when we have no time for no one, the first thing that happens is our relationships will suffer. First, the, our relationship with God will suffer. We won't be able to hear clearly anymore. What he has to say. We, won't, we will not be able to discover what's his will for us. We won't be able to spend time with our friends. And therefore our friends will say, well, if he doesn't want to hang out, we may. And our relationships break down. But there is always hope. In the name of Jesus. There is always hope. Because if we understand the strategies of the enemy. 
we will be able to defeat him. So if when we, when we feel that we are running out of time, let's stop. Hang on a minute. Don't try to catch the wind. Because we will never be able to. So let's stop. And say, Lord, okay, the enemy is trying to tire me out. He has managed to steal my time. I want to stop. Think. And initially when I started my, in my fighting career, um, I used to go and I used to, I, I would look at my opponent and I would go for it. And my coach would always say, think before you hit. Think before you go after him. Because if he's smart enough, he will make you run. He will tire you out. And once your energy is all gone. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, I can feel it. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. So, think. And then you go for it. Don't let the enemy steal your time. He wants to make you stop. Because once you are tired, what is... When, when a runner is running a race and he's tired at the end, what is the first thing he wants to do? He wants to rest. He wants to rest. He wants to stop. But you see, the Christian life is an active life. Yes, we have moments where we stop, for sure. But those moments are not eternal. You don't sit on that chair. You don't sit on that chair. There you go. Let's go like this. So you don't sit at the chair forever. But the enemy will try to stop you because he knows that if you stop, you will not progress, you will not grow, and you will not be involved in the things of God. You see, he's a very clever boy. And he does always things in a way that they seem very subtle. Bit by bit, step by step, he achieves what he came for, which is to rob, steal, and destroy. He wants to make you stop. But you know what? The Bible says, Jesus says, that if we are tired and we need to stop for a while, we can go to him. You remember the verse in Matthew eleven twenty-eight that says, Come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Because sometimes we need rest, guys. Sometimes people run around like crazy, and they don't understand that sooner or later they have to stop for a while, recharge this morning, and go again. But we can't allow ourselves to sit there forever. Because then we are giving the enemy more space and we are giving foothold to him. He wants to make you stop. But the good news is, it's that we can recharge and go again. You see, this verse, often it's used at conversion. When we accept Jesus, we feel tired, we come to him, we are refreshed. But it's not only for that occasion. 
It's for our Christian life. From the beginning to the end. Not just from when we start to walk into the Christian faith. But this verse is there for us to grab every single time. Are you with me? Went quiet in here. He wants to dry you out. You see, the enemy will try everything so that you are tired, so that you stop. And once you stop, you start to dry out. Why? Because you are exposed to an environment which is not yours. You see, if you take a plant and you put it into the sun and you leave it there, who knows what happens next? It will dry out. But you see, the enemy is not stupid. So what he does, he will try to dry you out in stages. You see, we have many trees around us. And the tree does not dry out like that. It will take time. But you know what are the first signs of a tree drying out? It's that when you look at those leaves, they are not green anymore. They have a different color. And that's exactly with us. Sometimes we see young people, we see young Christians, we see older Christians. When they become Christians, they are all fiery. And then, when you look at them, you hardly recognize them. Why? Because they are maybe in within that drying process. Because it starts with the leaves, it goes on to the branches, and then it develops throughout the complete tree. And sooner than later, the enemy will come and put fire to it. And that's the end of the story. But that's not what God wants from us, church. Are you with me? Man, it's gone quiet in here. That's not what God wants for us. The desire of God is that we are like trees. Who remembers that verse in the Psalms? Here we go. Let me read it for you. God has called us out so that we are like trees planted. Where? In the house of the Lord. That we are like trees planted along the river bank, bearing fruit each season. That our lives, that our leaves never wither and that we prosper in all we do. Are you, can you get excited about that? You see, the enemy will try to kill that tree. But God is saying, no. If you stay in my presence, if you read this book, which is my word, you will flourish. And that's all that we need to do. We need to flourish. A Christian is not made to dry. When I came to Australia, I didn't know or. Oh, I wasn't aware of that saying, well, you hung him out to dry. <laughs> and I thought, well, that's a great saying. <laughs> you hung him out to dry. And then I started to think about it. And even though it sounded great, it wasn't that great. <laughs> and so I learned 
that same. But you know what? The strategy of the enemy, my friends, it's exactly that. He wants to hang you out there to dry. That's what he wants. Because he knows if you are tired, if you stop, and if you start to dry, you will not be effective. Which means you will not be able to carry on and do what God has told you to do. And then from one, he goes to two, and to three, and to four, and to ten. And then there is the whole church that is not being effective the way they should. But it always starts with one. And always bit by bit, as we were saying. And once he has done that, once he has dried you out, you are immobilized because you can't move. You won't be able to move because something that is dry has no life or very little life. And that very little life won't give you enough power to do what God has called you to do. So when we are dry, that's it. We are immobilized and we can't do what God has called us to do. And that's his purpose. He comes to rob, to steal, and to destroy. And once we are dry, we can't move, as we said. We are literally stuck. And the enemy has reached its objective. But tonight I'm here to tell you that no matter in which stage you find yourself, there is always hope. There is always hope. There is always change. It's always possible. Because you see, the enemy comes to let you go through those stages. But one thing he cannot do, it's to revert those changes. Because he does not have the power to change those. But we know that our Jesus, hallelujah, he can. So you feel dry, he can come and refresh you. You feel immobilized, I can tell you that by the power of his spirit, he can change it all. And if maybe the situation looks gray or rainy or desperate, no matter what the devil has done, Jesus can change it. Can I get some excitement in here? You see, God can change what the enemy has destroyed. But the enemy cannot put life into things that he has destroyed. That's why we have hope. This is why we can say, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Hallelujah. You see, sometimes we go through life and we find ourselves in those stages. And we think, God, what do I do? We think, God, how do I come out of this? It is simple. If we lay down our prayer before him in the morning, in the evening he will answer, the Bible says. So no matter where you are tonight, no matter where you find yourself, I am here to tell you that things can be changed. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you that no matter what, Jesus can transform it to much better. 
You see, sometimes when we are in these situations, we look back and we say, Ah, oh, if I could only go back there. If I could only go back to where I was. Don't do that. Just pray and say, God, whatever has been there was good. Now I find myself in here. Lord, I don't want to long for the things of the past. I want to long for the things of the future. I want to long for the things that you have for me. Yes, I found myself here now. But I know that if I stretch out my hand and you will grab it, you will pull me out of this. And I can look forward to see growth. To see my leaves be green again. To see my life flourish. Amen. Are you good? You see, God has given us always a way out. And I don't know you. I don't know what's happening in your lives. But one thing I know, it's that God knows. And that if there is a desperate situation, God can change it around. And it is true, sometimes it does happen. Sometimes we get tired. Sometimes we feel dry. Sometimes we want to stop. And sometimes we have stopped and we are immobilized. But it's not the end. It was the same with uh, Jesus on the cross. I can imagine the devil and all his demons dancing. Yes, we have managed. Yes, we have managed. We put him down. We hung him to dry. But can you imagine his face at the third day? Can you imagine his face at the third day when God said, I'll show you the real power. And Jesus was resurrected. And here we are because of that day. Here we are and we can stand before him and glorify him. Let's do this. Come on. Let's all stand. Let's give God a mighty shout of praise. Right. We trust you enjoyed this week's message. For any more information about Activate Church, check out our website www.activatechurch.com or download our app online and have a great week.